Hello everyone, welcome into the Queen City Soccer Show. I'm your host, Cole Godfrey. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd. Today's episode, we will be having a very special guest, Brian Weigel of Cincy Soccer Talk on the podcast for the Know Your Enemy segment. Uh, yeah, he he's all things FC Cincinnati. Uh, I actually got the chance to go on his show and discuss the upcoming game, so give that a give that a, a, a listen if you don't mind at FC Cincinnati. And yeah, let's go ahead and hop right on in. Let's get it, guys. All right, welcome in, guys. Uh, yeah, today we uh, we're just gonna we got the the special guest Brian Weigel from Sissy Soccer Talk on. We're gonna be doing he's gonna be doing the Know Your Enemy segment of today's episode where we kind of go behind enemy lines and look at. FC Cincinnati, what they bring to the table Saturday at five o'clock in Bank of America Stadium. Um, Brian is a fantastic interview. I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. Um, I actually got the opportunity to go on their platform, FC or Cincy Soccer Talk, and uh, preview the game from the Charlotte perspective. So y'all go make sure you give him a follow, Brian Weigel on Twitter or Cincy Soccer Talk on Twitter. And you'll be able to see that uh, come out and as we just kind of dive into the game from a Charlotte perspective. My podcast is going to be more from a Cincinnati perspective just to get to know the team this weekend. Um, Just a few uh, quick notes from me. I'm going to go ahead and give my two keys to the game um, for this upcoming weekend. And honestly – it's kind of up in the air still, obviously, with uh, Carroll, whether or not he's going to be starting, playing at all. Uh, so my, my first key to the game is going to be find the hot man, find Lord Bender. Ben Bender has been phenomenal his past three starts. Uh, he's been phenomenal all season. Every time he's been on the pitch, he's been the best player on the pitch for Charlotte, in my opinion, maybe with the exception of this past Saturday with you score a brace. That's just, you know, that you're going to be the man of the match. <laughs> it just is what it is. But – uh but we know that uh, with ben, ben out there, you know, he creates, uh, he's electric. So, yeah, first key of the game is Ben Bender. Get Ben the ball. Um, real quick, the second key of the game for me is going to be, and you'll hear these in a lot more detail on Brian's uh, Brian's interview with me uh, on his, pod, on his uh, platform because I went into more detail. And this gives you all something to go go listen to that as well. So, and you'll get to hear my full thoughts on it. But, um, yeah, it. Uh, my second key to the game real quick will, is going to be Brandon Vasquez, the striker for FC Cincinnati, who's in really good form at the moment with four goals in the past two games. Um, Six-foot-three striker. Uh, he's a big dude. And with McCoon out for international duty, getting called up uh, for Venezuela, you know, it, that's, my, that's my key matchup is um, Vasquez versus – the back line or just the back two center back pairing, whoever that may be coming in. Um, so we'll see. And like I said, go check out his platform, his interview with me on his platform to hear it more in detail. But yeah, a few housekeeping items real quick. Um, I will be in Charlotte Saturday and I have ordered some more stickers. If you'd like to see what those look like, go to at QCS pod on Twitter you can take a look at it. I'm going to be giving them some away. They are for sale for $5. Just let me know. Um, yeah. And I appreciate what you guys, I appreciate you guys listening, man. Um, this has been a pretty cool, pretty cool experience thus far. And the, the numbers have 
actually been growing pretty pretty steadily um, on downloads. So, I mean, I, I really appreciate y'all's support. If you would just like and subscribe and share this if uh, if you enjoy it and you rock with it. Um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and dive into the interview with Brian Weigel at Cincy Soccer Talk. I uh, hope you guys really enjoy this. I did. I, I sure did having him uh, on the podcast. He was a uh, uh, very knowledgeable. So I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see y'all Saturday. Scratch that. I'm so sorry. You will see me Saturday. Don't scratch that. But we will have another podcast come out in this uh, on Friday because this is the preview show. We're going to have another one come out on Friday that's going to be reviewing the United States men's national team versus Mexico World Cup qualifier. Um, yeah, I am a huge U.S. men's national team fan. So anytime they take the field, friendly World Cup qualifier, Gold Cup, Cup of America, it doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a do the same thing I do for Charlotte for the United States men's national team. So keep an eye out for that on Friday. Follow me at QCS Pod. We'll see you guys for the boys in blue. For the crown. All right, brother. Welcome on in. This is uh, Brian. How do you pronounce that last name? Is it Weigel or Weigel? Weigel. Weigel. So we have uh, Brian Weigel on the pod today. Uh, he's from Cincy Soccer Talk, and we're just going to be previewing the upcoming match. What's what's a good name for this rivalry, man? Well, if you look back in, in the times in the USL with the independence is the, uh, I think, the Queen Cities Cup. So that, that, I, I, we'll call that the working title for now, but I'm sure there'll be something, something along the lines. Uh, uh, you know, they're both great towns. Uh, both the, I, I know Charlotte. I think don't they get their their Queen City name after like Charlotte or Queen Charlotte or something Queen like Charlotte, that? Where, where yeah. Cincinnati I think got it after Hemingway or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to have you guys in the league. I'm I'm actually a, a former North Carolina resident, uh, Greensboro, Greensboro High Point actually, but. I'm gonna say high point. So I'm I'm excited to he- to hear uh, or see Charlotte. Very glad that they're in the league, and uh, yeah, it's a great great town, great state, and a, and a great soccer hotbed. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and dive right on in. Uh, one of my big questions is, uh, so who you got going up on uh, international duty? Well, fortunately, we're not a very good team, so we don't have many guys going on international duty. Uh, no, that, that's a joke. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Alvis Powell and Junior Moreno, uh, they've been called up for all the World Cup cycles for their respective countries, and uh, they're not going on international duty uh, this window. I think both their, their, their countries are pretty much eliminated, so glad they're staying here. Uh, Ronald Moderita, which will be a huge loss for FC Cincinnati, our, our starting left left wing back, we'll call it now, uh, because of that formation, but uh yeah, good old, good old, good old Moderita, star of this past weekend's match, uh, will be with Costa Rica this uh, this window. Okay, well, yeah, that's uh, definitely good news for Charlotte. Um, so started off kind of slow. Uh, FC Cincy did uh, the two losses, um, and then the past two weeks, man, they've really turned it around. Um, a good win in Orlando, and then last week, obviously, you had a uh, really good game against uh, bottom dwellers uh, in Miami. <laughs> what what uh what what's the in your opinion, what's the big difference in the two games? Sure. Well, let me correct you here, Cole. Uh, we've started off slow for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it, the, the biggest thing, uh, when you really look at the roster, uh, there hasn't been an Im- immense amount of turnover. I mean, we've, we brought back a lot of guys. Uh, we did have 
uh, a key addition in Gene Moreno in that uh, defensive midfield role. And, you know, he came in like two or three days before that first match down in Austin. Um, I think if you really look at the first two matches, uh, we didn't play as bad as a five, nothing scoreline down in Austin. It's incredibly difficult to say that with a straight face, but <laughs> in, in reality, I think if you look at the XG battle, it was, it was a lot closer <laughs> than well, I, I the flukiness was. Uh, not to interrupt you, so sure. but, th- but that, that game I actually did watch. Um, and I, I mean, I'd have to agree with you a hundred percent. It was for the scoreline to be what it was. I mean, y'all had spells of that game where y'all dominated the match. Yeah. Three, three, three holy bleep moments. We'll mm-hmm. call that really early on too. And then one, one late with Zico. But uh, if you look at the DC match, um, second match of the year, the home loss, Cincinnati was the better team that match. Hands down, you can't change my mind about that. Of course, there's a, a crazy handball flukiness. Uh, there was an offside goal called back for NFC Cincinnati earlier in the match. Um, a denial of a penalty, too, I think, uh, for FC Cincinnati. So you could tell going in after that second match, okay, yeah, this, this group looked a little bit different. And I think a lot of that kind of goes back to uh, having a midfield in front of our back we'll call it back five, back three now, whatever you call it. Uh, but uh, I think Junior Moreno being that uh, we, I've heard it be called, he's kind of like a cornerback uh, uh, guarding the wide receivers. You know, he shadows the strikers. Uh, we've been able to be effective when we counter and we've had a forward that's put the ball away in, in Brandon Vasquez in these two matches. So something we haven't really had. Um, I know we have a $13 million man in Brenner, he didn't join till very late this uh, this this window due to trying to get a green card, which he did. Uh, same with Alvaro Barial, one of our U22 players. So we haven't really had the group together a lot this preseason. And I think you see this group who, again, they played together a lot last year. And I think they're having those. Um, they're kind of getting uh, back together, kind of getting their mojo back together. And, and, and um, when you're familiar with each other, I think that's going to breed good things earlier in the year before everybody starts clicking sure. across the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously the next two games, you know, you, uh, I mean, you, Brandon Vasquez, I mean, there's not much more you can sure. say about it. Him and uh, Mata had a, you know, they were, they were phenomenal. Um, you did bring up uh, one thing I wanted to hit on was Brenner. Uh, any chance we see him this weekend? Oh, I think you'll see him. I just don't know if you can break up the hot forward combo right now, Brandon Vesquez and uh, and Don Baji. Don Baji, a free agent signing for FC Cincinnati. And both these players are very smart players. They're not necessarily known for being the best holdup guys, being the best strikers, but they're very smart in making the correct runs. You know, Don Baji knows how to make a run to free a little bit of space for Brandon Vasquez. And so it's getting it's it's able to get us to be able to hold up the ball a little bit in the the opponent's third. It's able to get more guys into the attack more and offer a lot of different looks. Whereas last year, when you're talking about Brenner, it was literally hoof the ball up, hope Brenner or Lucio Costa can hold on to the ball. And it was just literally one, two touches between two of them, get a shot off. And that was that was FC Cincinnati's offense. So it's nice to see a little bit. A different levels, we'll say it, because you still have the you know the the forwards, you have the wingbacks getting up the field to offer a little bit of width, and then you have some late runners in that midfield with with you, Yakuba, Lucho, Costa, and the ten uh, to offer some different looks for FC Cincinnati. So I think overall, Coach Noonan's implemented a little bit better style, well, substantially better style. Sure. Uh, we're already halfway under our wins total for last season, 
so we're excited to see what uh, what additional growth is going to come this year when you bring in Brenner for those 90 minutes at the expense of Vasquez or Baji. Okay, I got you. Um, one other thing I was going to ask you about the so last week you come out in a four three one two, and I know with Matzo going to be gone, obviously, is that? Uh, uh, so it's it's more like a uh, how do I say it? Like a, a three five two, I guess we'll say it. Um, you had you had Moderita and you had um, uh, Alvis Powell in your wing back roles, and then you had Nick Hagland, Je- uh, Jeff Cameron and uh, Tyler Blackett, who came over from Nottingham Forest, former Man United player uh, in the back three. Uh, You do have those two forwards with Bocce kind of taking, kind of going out in the wing a little bit more. And then you have uh, 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 Junior Moreno, the D-mid role with Kubo and a a Shuttler role and and Lucho in that 10. I think you're probably going to see something pretty similar this week, but that left wing back role, okay? So... When you have Moderita pushing up so high up there, you know he's such a focal point in the attack when he plays. Who's going to take that spot? Is it going to be the youngster Ian Fleming? Is it going to or uh, uh, Ian Murphy? I always call me Ian Fleming. Darn Bond villain jokes. Uh, or could it be uh, Ray Gaddis, who's been back injured? Uh, Johnny Nelson, who is the left uh, the the backup left back, we'll say from FC Dallas. Is he going to be back? Or uh, Gustavo Viasia? Is he going to maybe go into one of those three? Uh, center back roles, and you could push Tyler Blackett or Nick Hagelin out to that that left back role. So, a lot of interesting to see. But I think the one thing that's for certain is that left flank will not be as dangerous against Charlotte, which is which is a godsend. Moderitas, to me, even though we played terrible last year, I still think he was a top three or maybe top five left back in the league. And and he's while he's not the best defensively, he's a wonder offensively. Okay, um, yeah. So and. Yeah, the DC we we kind of touched on the DC United. It's hard to kind of jump around, but the DC United sure. game where the kind of the crazy ending there. I, that's what I was going oh. to stress to the listeners was yeah, kind of piggyback off what you said earlier is yeah, the first game it was five nil, so it, it is you know it's one of those things. It's kind of like Charlotte's first game when they played DC. Sure. They got beat three nil. It wasn't a three nil game. They had a bunch of unfortunate circumstances that happened. Um, and then, and then, obviously, the DC United game, they they dominated. They they they. I think they won possession. They won shots on goal. They won shot. I mean, they. So, I don't want Charlotte FC fans that are listening to think that because I don't want them to think because you see the five 0 score line and the you know yeah this is a good team coming in here. Well, let let's be honest. Let let's be honest. This was the game you guys circled as <laughs> this is the first win. Oh, for sure. Let's I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. Wonderful performance last week versus the Revolution played the best team in the league off the pitch. Okay. Let's that's amazing. Uh, It kind of had to remind, it it reminded me of when FC Cincinnati played uh, Portland off the pitch in our, in our first MLS home game. It was an amazing, amazing experience. You won't forget it. What needs to be said for all you Charlotte guys out there. And this is what doomed FC Cincinnati for three seasons. Okay. Well, one of the many things that doomed Cincinnati for the past three seasons. What do they do when they need when they run into an adverse situation? Okay, yeah. is this a team that's going to back down and get frenetic and cost more mistakes? They did not Austin match FC Cincinnati. I mean, they yeah. did not Austin match. They did almost every match the past three years, choking up games left and right. You know, we had I think twice we were up two or three goals on Nashville. We were up two goals on Columbus last year. Couldn't hold on to it. Yeah. So what happens when Charlotte or FC Cincinnati, you know? 
get a get a, a, a an early lead or, or have to handle that adversity. Cincinnati brought uh, a when I say Junior Moreno, unsung hero. He's not the best demon in the world, but he's a guy who's a calming influence. Same with Yuya Kuba in that midfield. He can play out of out of trouble. Cincinnati got a lead this past weekend. They gave or two goal lead. They gave up a PK. They nearly gave up another goal. They missed a, per, a penalty kick. Things were looking bad, but they hunkered down. They slowed the game down. They did what they that what they're good at and countering and and being explosive and somehow won a game. It was a totally different performance that that I've seen out of FC Cincinnati this past three years. Sad it's taken four years to get that far, but <laughs> while this is an easier game for Charlotte, it is. I, I do kind of agree with you. It is a much better team than you probably would have thought of, you know, five, four, four weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I mean, honestly, how tall, so how tall is Brandon Vasquez? Cause he looks massive on the pitch compared to everybody else. I wonder, I think he's only like six, one, six, two. Uh, it's probably cause he's standing next to Lucho half the time. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool seeing Brandon who never got an opportunity under Yopstom. I mean, he was, an absolute bit player at best. Um, he get five, 10 minute runs when the game's out of, out of reach was to- totally unfair for this talented individual. And with nine or whatever games left last year, six, whatever, how many, how many games Tarman Marshall had as the interim head coach, uh, Albright, Chris Albright, our new GM from the Philadelphia union made the um, effort. To see, let's see what this kid can do. This kid got starts he got a lot of game time. I think he had three three goals. He had a lot of really good chances, and he built up a lot of uh, confidence going into this year. He had a great preseason. He was like the only striker that was healthy in preseason, so he got a lot of time with all the other players, and you're seeing it right now. And this is what kills me with Moderita being gone. Him and Moderita have twin telepathy or something that, yeah. that my twin brother and I, uh, twin tuition, <laughs> call it. Um, and that will be sorely missed. So we'll see what Dom Baji can do. I think you'll see a lot more of Dom Baji maybe drifting out to that left flank to give that width and be able to cut the ball in for Brandon Vasquez. That's what they did versus Orlando. Um, but it wouldn't also shock me to maybe if, if that's not working 60 minutes into this game that you're going to see Brenner come on and try to offer a little bit something. Dom Baji is also still working his way up to fitness, um, just kind of like what Brenner is uh, because he missed almost all preseason due to a little uh, injury as well. But um, Three attacking players is something that FC Cincinnati really forwards has never had in in Major League Soccer, nor in their time in in USL. So it's exciting to see how these guys are starting to work together and it'll be a pretty good unit. Yeah, uh, that that was just one of my concerns for uh, Charlotte actually going into the game was his height, which I found one side says 6'3", one side says 6'2", but he's a big guy. And and he can jump, he can read. and. You know, just because you're tall, I mean, you'll see he's not the best hold up player in the world. Uh, doesn't have the best first touch, but he's smart. He makes good runs. And if the service is there, he will score the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And one other thing I, I'm going to get you uh, get you out of here, bud. Uh, but I'm, one, one, one more quick question for you. Are you coming down to, the, to Charlotte for the game? I wish I have a family and we were on vacation last week. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, no, I, I wish, uh, you know, I have gone to uh, bank of America stadium many a time. It is the one stadium that's worse than Paul Brown stadium in the NFL. Hey, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm, 
I'm sad. You know, I'm a former Carolina Dynamo season ticket holder. Now I think they're called the North Carolina Fusion. I've spent a lot of time in the college soccer scene uh, in North Carolina and in High Point. I think High Point has a, a player or two on on the uh, the Independence or Greensboro area, whatever it is. Um, but it's it's really cool to see. I mean, such a great great footballing culture in that state has such a uh, showpiece in in charlotte people always want to say the plasticos and all that i think that's everybody's favorite term plastic when when they show up but honestly charlotte has deserved a a pro team just for the amount of uh uh, i mean what eddie pope's from down there and just the amount of soccer and um growth of the sport in the in the country that's happened that area um i used to crack up i used to live in high point there's like i can't remember like simeon stadium like literally like Obscure North Carolina cities were hosting the U.S. men's national team like 15 years ago, or like less than 20 years ago. It's amazing what that that area has done for for the growth of the game. Yeah, I, I, obviously, I'd have to agree with you 100. percent I'm actually located uh, in Greenville, South Carolina, so ah, I'm about okay. two hours south of Charlotte. But I have spent a lot of yeah. time in the in the, uh, in the Western North Carolina area up in Charlotte. But uh, yeah. Um, I appreciate you coming on here, man. I really do appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys. And and just remember, uh, this is a labor of love. Nothing <laughs> comes easy with it. Um, stick through it. You know, it's been a tough three years, followed by three great years in, in, in the USL. But um, it's worth it. Get people involved. And, and just remember, like, if you're out there listening to this and a huge fan of Charlotte, um, I, I don't ever want to tell you guys how to spend your money. But some of the most rewarding things that I did was go out and bought 10 tickets and brought friends to games or use them. You know, I have a business and and go give them to customers or whatever. And you would not believe how many of those people are now season ticket holders. Yeah. You guys will fill that stadium. I mean, that's a great footballing town. And there's no doubt in my mind, uh, you have a great owner and you guys will have great things. And there's going to be bumps, but invest in the team it's not all about winning some of my best friends now are are fc cincinnati fans you know i lived in north carolina and moved back nine years ago i couldn't tell you what my life would be without fc cincinnati and you'll be like that someday yeah, yeah. well man again great words uh i mean all, all the listeners can definitely take that to heart and yeah man uh we'll see you on saturday uh real quick prediction put you on the spot oh man <laughs> um you know, I've gotten the prediction the past two weeks right. So, oh, okay. Okay, it's a little merit to this. Yeah. Um. Man, I, I'm going to say two to one FC Cincinnati. Uh, the consistency with expansion teams is very tough. And yes, Cincinnati's not a great team. Uh, but I think there's a little bit more familiarity. And I think the defense might be a little more stout than what we showed first Austin in that first match. So, I mean, we held, you know, two very good teams in Orlando and, and, uh, uh, um, DC scoreless for, or low scores. Um, so I, th- I think it'll be very challenging. I think, do you guys have an injury too, maybe in your forward? Uh, yeah. So Carol Swiderski, uh, he, it's kind of, I, I honestly, as of this moment, and we're recording this on Tuesday night, as, as of this moment, it's kind of unknown. He wasn't training today, for, which, oh, good. but he wasn't, he didn't train with the team. He kind of trained by himself. But he's definitely not going back to Poland for international duty. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Trust me. For sure. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. But, um, but yeah, man, again, like I said, I, I really do appreciate you coming on here. Um, 
guys, go go check him out on Twitter. I think yeah. go ahead and plug yourself, brother. Yeah, absolutely. At Cincy C I N C Y Soccer Talk, Cincinnati Soccer Talk.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, FC Cincinnati in this week leading up to you, we have uh, our main show, which is tr- every Monday night. Uh, you can find that on every major podcast platform as well as YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, and the podcast form. Um, so that's our main show Monday night. We're going to March to Match Day with a special guest this week. So okay. that'll be previewing Charlotte. And then also, if you ever want to check out a more in-depth interview, we have, or not interview, show, we have Talking Tactics with Coach Goff, and that's G-O-U-G, or G-O-U-G-H, Talking Tactics. So that's hosted by a former college soccer coach, Brad Goff, as well as former Arsenal uh, right back, Justin Hoyt, who's a former FC Cincinnati player as well. So I absolutely recommend checking out that show all under the Cincinnati Soccer Talk banner. We got about 20 of us running the sh- running all these shows and, and uh, you know, several uh, stories every week. So go check us out and, uh, you know, appreciate any any reads and, uh, and reviews. All right, brother. Again, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, man. Thank you.